Hello, and welcome to Thing of the Week, a podcast where two nerds talk about their most recent obsessions. My name is Nick. And I'm Luke. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Great. All right. How was your Great. week? Uh, my week was my week is pretty good. Pretty good. I, uh, I had a four-day week because of uh, July, July 4th. Well, July, tomorrow's July 3rd when we're observing yeah. July 4th. It's a Friday. Yep. Um, Sounds like you have the same situation. Oh yes, oh yes. Very nice, very nice. Uh, I've uh, I just finished The Last of Us Part Two a couple days ago. Now, without giving spoilers, maybe maybe give us a number rating. How how do you rate the game? Now I'm gonna say this is this is a divisive game. They they took some risks with this game, with the way that they told the story, and there are going to be people who disagree with this, but I liked it a lot. When I first finished it, I probably would have said it was a ten. Uh, I've I've been digesting it a little bit, and I think I'm bringing that rating down a little bit. Uh, I, I'd still put it between like a ninety and a ninety-five. Oh, well, that's that's still high praise. I think it's a great game, and I think that they succeeded in more ways that they failed. But um, if I have to ask myself, and I, I I've already used the term masterpiece to describe this game. Yeah, but if I if I had to do it again, I don't. I'm kind of on the fence. I'm kind of on the fence if I call it a masterpiece. I think the first one was a masterpiece. Yeah, this one, yeah. I. There are definitely some things I'd change, but um, overall, overall, I think a lot of those risks paid off, and oh. there are definitely some people who are going to disagree with me. Oh well, there's always people who are going to disagree with you. I I I can appreciate risk taking, especially in gaming. Taking big risks is a lot, a lot more of a risk, I think, than it is in in other art forms. Because you like you're, you know, you're building a, a an immersive experience, and you know, if you take a risk that doesn't quite pay off in a game, it, it can really, it, it can halt the enjoyment of a game. So I'm glad that they did that. There was some risks taken, and they paid off. And you know, I'm glad that you liked it. Yeah. It- like you said, especially when it comes to like the world of AAA video games, where yeah. where you know the budget's hundreds of millions of dollars, and the the time to develop the game is you know like three, four, five years, sometimes mm-hmm. more, sometimes even it's, sometimes as much as a decade. Yeah, so you see, you tend to see a lot more iteration and less innovation. Yeah, for that reason. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm I'm glad to hear that. I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm honestly surprised it took you this long to finish it. Um just just knowing you and and your your love for the original game. I I had envisioned you coming home and just I mean, I I doubt this is the kind of game you could finish in a day, but I I I imagine you coming home <clears throat> from work every single day and just playing this game until you fell asleep with the PlayStation controller in your hand. Uh, you're you're really not far off Um, the so the problem was that when the first game came out um i i went out i i I pre-ordered it i picked it up the day it came out i was like this is you know this is one of my favorite developers i i gotta buy this game day one i i started playing it at my my wife then girlfriend's house uh she was sitting right next to me and she was like she she got captivated by the story this is the first one yeah. Uh, since then, she and I have replayed the first one together. Or rather, I'll play it and she'll sit there and watch me, and we'll, yep. we'll replay it together, and we'll we'll talk about the nuances of the stories and the themes, and we'll really dissect it together. And it's it's sort of a, a thing that we have bonded over. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's a really big part of our lives. That's um, that's really cool. It's cool that you can share that. That you two can share that. That's really sweet. Yeah, we've. I mean, we've been together nine years, and this game came out seven years ago. So it's been with us for most of our relationship. Yeah, it really has. That's awesome. I didn't realize that you two had been together for nine years already. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Twenty eleven. Holy, it's been crap. a little while. Yeah. Well, good for you. Good for you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh yes. Um, but yeah. So this game came out, and she said, "You better not play it without me." <laughs> so yeah. So. Part of the reason that it took me a while is because I couldn't play it without her. If she fell asleep, I'd have to turn it off. If she was hanging out with friends that night, I couldn't play it. Uh, 
if I went to hockey or something, you know, she couldn't play it. We couldn't play it together. So it's kind of like it's kind of like watching Netflix your Netflix shows without your wife. It's sort of like yeah. You know, that that level of betrayal almost. Yeah, it's it, it really is. It's exactly like that. Like she would yeah. get she'd get so pissed at me if I went off and started watching Ozark without her. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I've, I've been there in some small ways. So <laughs> Uh but yeah, so other than that, I've got a I got a couple of couple of projects I've been working on which I'll discuss later. What about you? What have you been up to this week? Not a lot. I had a pretty short week myself. I um I actually was sick on Monday, so I only had a 3-day week this week. So that that was pretty nice. Um, okay. Well, I mean, it wasn't okay. nice being sick on Monday, but uh, it was nice having a short week. I take it you got all the all the coronavirus jokes. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, all of them. Every single every single joke you could think of. <laughs> you got like food uh, poisoning. You're puking your guts out, and people are like, oh, "Nick, you got COVID." He's you're just like, "Dude, it's not funny." I'm really sick. That's a, that's actually exactly what it was. I had really? I had some kind of food poisoning or something because I I it was something stomach related, whatever mm-hmm. it was. I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty of what was going yeah. on. Uh, oh, you could use your imagination for that. Um, but it really was that. And it was like, I, I almost had to like make sure when I talked to my job that I'm like, hey, I'm out sick today, but it's a stomach thing. It's not a respiratory thing. It's a stomach thing. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't need to, you don't need to be alarmed. Um, just, I'm just shit my brains out. That's all. <laughs> well, you seem to be feeling better. Oh yeah, no, I feel feel been feeling a lot better now. So that's good. Oh yeah. Good. Other than that, man, I haven't really done a whole heck of a lot this week. Um, okay. Yeah, you know, I've been I've been doing a little bit of apartment hunting. Yeah, uh, you, you don't have to talk too much about that on the podcast, but uh, high level, how's that going? It's going really well, actually. I found a place that I really like, and I'm at this point now. I'm just kind of waiting to see if I'm approved. And to see if I can okay. move in, and uh, and I'm hoping that I do. I've got a good feeling about it. I'm feeling optimistic. Awesome. I talked to the landlords; and they seem to seem to take a liking to me, and so I'm hoping I'm hoping that I get this place. Great, great. I'm sure oh, you yeah. will. Happy for you. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. And then you're gonna have an entirely new backdrop to see me on in the uh, in the Discord call. Awesome. Oh yes. I mean, you're you're pretty pixelated most of the time, so I'm sure it won't look that different. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. That's just because I have a laptop from 2011. So <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing to me that I can manage to do some of the work that I've that I do on this computer that I'm using. Um, <clears throat> just it's not actually from 2011, but it, it's a it's probably a five or six year old computer, and it's it limps along. But it, I've I've managed to get some work out of it, which is impressive. But I know eventually I'm gonna have to replace it. Now, when you say work, are you are you talking like like music production and things like that? Oh yeah, yeah, music production and podcasts and video and stuff like that. The video is what really bogs it down. Yeah. Um, editing is okay when it comes to editing video, um, but when it comes to rendering, even with GPU acceleration, I mean, I'm looking at maybe sometimes up to 40 minutes just for a three or four minute video for yeah. a render. And that's at fairly low quality. Wow. So, you know, there's an upgrade uh, coming eventually. You're, you're actually looking a lot better right now than you were a minute ago. So I'm thinking uh, it's more internet related. Oh, I'm definitely, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I know this webcam up here that I got is not, uh, it's not, it's not the greatest. But, you know, that's all <laughs> right, right? You can see me. So that's all that really matters. You can yeah. see my glorious, glorious face. Yeah, it's not a video podcast. No, no, thank God it's not because I'm not wearing <laughs> pants. I mean, I can't, I can't see it from the waist down. So, well, we'll have to change that, but we'll do that off the air. <laughs> I, I don't even know how like how you'd go about doing a video podcast. Like some people do video podcasts, and in terms of editing, that sounds so complicated. Oh yeah, that sounds like a nightmare. Editing audio is tedious enough. Um, I years ago, I don't even remember how long ago this was, but I did a YouTube video. And it was a sketch that was mainly improvised, which was part of the problem. 
the sketch did not really work. Um, but uh, it was a friend of mine who had this character, this weird, wacky-ass character that he was doing. And I decided that I wanted to do, like, an interview show. Like a, like a, like a Larry King-style interview show with this character that he had been doing. And uh, so, you know, the setup was fairly straightforward. We had two cameras, one on me and one on him, and we had our audio. And we did the whole thing, the whole interview, and it was improvised. And like I said, we probably should have actually done some more writing, but that's beside the point. The point of this story is that when it came to edit that video together, it wound up being like a 10-minute video, and my god, man, just editing together two sources and doing the jump cuts back and forth was such a pain in the ass. And then I see people who are doing like four or five video feeds and editing that, and that just, oh my god. I guess there's a reason that editors get paid money. Yeah. Because I don't have the patience for it. Yeah, those people probably have dedicated editors. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And I assume that it's their full-time job to make videos like that. I would I would assume so, yeah, because... Uh, that in editing video, I know some people who edit video as a hobby, and 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 more power to them. That's that's excellent. Um, but yeah, no, I'm definitely I've always been better on the creative end of the process, and and you know, it took me a long time to realize, like as a musician, that like working with a producer is a good idea, because I, I mean, working on you know thinking about the technical aspect and things like that sometimes stresses me out to a point where it uh, makes the creative part not as enjoyable. So, you know, I, like I said, you know, it took a while to learn that, to learn that, like, trusting other people's opinions and letting other people take some of the work off of you is usually a good idea. Yeah, I, I, I could see that, especially in the case of, like, a music producer. Oh. I, I almost thought you were frozen, but you're just standing really still. Oh, no, you froze on me for a second. <laughs> I, I, okay, but we're back, so. Oh. That's that's all right. I'm sure it recorded everything I said. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, mine did, so I'm sure it recorded yeah. yours too. Just just nod and agree. Yep. So what if I said something like really anti-Semitic and I just edit this together so it sounds like like you're in on it? Like it sounds like I'm a racist. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> oh, oof. I don't know. Oof. <laughs> oof is all he says. Oof. oof. Oh, you mentioned earlier that um you had a couple of projects you were working on. And you kind of alluded to that being a thing of the week. So I guess I'm going to ask you, what's your thing of the week? I'm flattered that you'd ask. <laughs> um, <clears throat> sorry, I forgot how to breathe for a second. Um, I've been there. Yeah, so uh, I just I just moved into the single family house, as you know. And oh, yeah. I now have a two-car garage, which means that... I can pull my car out of the garage, and my wife still has room to park, so I can do shit in there. Hell um, yeah! And I've been uh, I've been working on teaching myself woodworking. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, I've 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 posted some some updates on the things that I've been working on to uh, to social media, and I've told you about it in like oh yeah, li- like after podcasts and things like that, but um. Yeah, so uh, nothing too complicated at the moment. I'm not like, like making, um, like uh, whatever complicated things that carpenters make. I don't know. I'm not there yeah. yet. Like an oboe. <clears throat> oboe seems yeah, complicated. A, an oboe. I would uh, know an oboe from an elbow. Me What's neither. that from? I don't know. Is that from something? That's from something. Maybe Futurama. Yeah. Probably. I've learned that most of my jokes are actually from Futurama. What a great show, though. Ah, oh, God, I know. Yeah, although I, I can't watch the uh, the Seymour episode anymore. Oh, my God, no. That's Jurassic That's... Bark, right? Jurassic Bark, that's the one. Oh, my God, yeah. that show. One of the funniest shows on TV, and it made me cry more than once. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that episode is just too much. Mm-hmm. Well, and as an animal lover, and I know you as a dog lover, that, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that episode stings. You know, I've got, I've got two dogs and a cat. Uh, up until about two years ago, I was not a cat person. I, I think when I got the second dog, I already had the cat. When I got the second dog, 
I realized that I'm becoming more of a cat person than a dog person. Really? This yeah. is an interesting development. It it it, it is. You've known me for a very long time and I've always been I've always been a dog person. In fact, sometimes there have been times when I have mocked cat people. There were many times where you mocked cat people as your cat person friend. <laughs> there was lots of good-natured ribbing. Of course. Uh, but yeah, I've grown to appreciate how low maintenance cats can be. Oh yeah. Yeah. And my cat, I, I have an automatic litter box and an automatic feeder for him. So, Oh yeah. I remember all of these. <laughs> yep. My already low maintenance pet is like, he needs to be serviced like once a week. It's amazing. You don't have some, you don't have a pet as much as you have a roommate. You you know you yeah. have a lodger is what you have. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I I don't remember what comedian said that man, dog is man's best friend, but cat is uh, man's complacent roommate. <laughs> that's, uh. that's pretty on point. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought too. <laughs> so anyway, back to some of your uh, to your woodworking projects. Yeah, so uh, I started making a uh, a cornhole set, which is like the first thing that anyone who gets into word work. I'm I'm learning woodworking, but I have lots of work to do on word working. Word well, word working is hard, you know, and that's really interesting that you and I decided to do a podcast, and we both don't know how to words write. Um, yeah, it's maybe maybe we'll learn something. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Doubtful though. Yeah, probably not. Uh, but yeah, so uh, project number one is uh, a, a cornhole set. I'm actually, I'm designing them to look like the Blackhawks home and away jerseys. Awesome. So, so one is all white with the black and red stripes at the bottom. So it looks like the jersey. And then I ordered a, uh, I ordered a couple of like Indian head decals that I'm going to stick on there. And then... Cool. Uh, slap a, uh, a clear coat of polycrylic on top. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that's the first one. That's the away jersey. And then the yep. home jersey is, you know, it's just red with the white and black stripes on the bottom. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to look pretty fucking tits when I'm done. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it. I'm glad that you mentioned the clear coat. I'm glad that uh, you're you're thinking about that. Or, or I don't remember if you said a clear coat or something. I'm glad you're putting something down on top of yeah. that paint. Yeah, um, polycrylic. If you're gonna put all that polycrylic. There you go. Because if you're gonna put all that work into designing that, and yeah, no, it's you know you're gonna want to put something uh, something on top of that to make sure it stays there. Yeah, I don't want to finish it, have it look perfect, only to like rest them on top of each other, leaning against one another, against right. the wall of my garage, only to have the red rub off on the white. Oh or yeah. Something. Oh yeah. Well, that and like as you continue to use it to actually play cornhole. Mm -hmm. Or bags, I guess, if if you're not from the Midwest. Are you um, team cornhole or team bags? I'm cornhole all the way. Okay. It's one Take of the, that quote. It's one of the, it's one of the gayer things you said, but... Well, you know. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Of course not. Of course Se not. Seinfeld. I am, Seinfeld. I am who I... Seinfeld, yes, yes, no. I am who I am, and I'm not ashamed of that. <laughs> <laughs> But, but you know, yeah. anyway, so as you as you use that to play cornhole, you know, without something on top of that too, the the just the just the force of the bags hitting that is going to eventually start to take off some of the paint too. So yeah, put yep. you know, I'm glad you decided to put something over that because that's going to look nice and that's going to last a long time. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I um, I'm learning some lessons uh, as I go. Like, lessons that an experienced woodworker would know by heart. Of course. Um, but, uh, so, like, um, as an example, my other project, which I've already told you about, is a replica mm -hmm. scoreboard. This um, is the one I'm excited about. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, um, for anyone listening, it's, it's a replica scoreboard. On one side, it's going to look like the scoreboard at Wrigley Field. Uh, this side is... Like, I'm I'm a fair way into it. I really just need to paint like the uh, the lines and the the text and everything. Um, 
it's already i've already oh, painted right. it green and stuff i've got uh i got a uh a chalkboard paint yeah um which is so, a cool touch by the way so cool what a cool touch that was <laughs> it was it was my wife's idea um oh well i mean tell her that was a fantastic yeah. idea yeah i i uh i kept um i'd tell people about this i about this uh this project i was working on and they would like they'd be like oh man that's really cool how are you going to keep track of the scores and i was like oh. i i don't know i'll probably just like put some just paint some scores on there and just like just yeah. never think about it again i don't know um right my, my you wife were thinking actually about yeah my my wife actually came up with the idea of uh uh painting it with chalkboard paint so that you know you can you can paint on like the like the horizontal and vertical lines and then like the uh like where it says batter and outs and inning right. and things like that but uh you can just write in you know how many runs that inning and whatever right i think that's awesome yeah it yeah you you weren't or it sounds like originally you weren't thinking about it being kind of a practical scoreboard um, and I think it's a really cool idea to make it a practical scoreboard, a usable scoreboard. You had mentioned on social media that you were considering, now I am familiar with this scoreboard you're talking about. This is the, the famous scoreboard at Wrigley Field. Um, I'm wondering if you ever decided to actually put a clock mechanism in your replica. Uh, I haven't, I haven't like ordered one i haven't drilled a hole for one or anything like that but i yeah i'm leaning towards it because i also think that would be a really cool idea yeah i i'm i'm more and more into this the more i think about it yeah and yeah you know you you really can just buy like the clock mechanisms and then uh they've got you know they come with the the clock hands for the face yeah but you don't even have to use those i could no you can my own you can put whatever you want on there, yeah. Yeah. So I could just make some that match the uh, the clock on Wrigley Field. Yeah. I, I I think that would be a really cool idea. Honestly, I do. Um, so, okay, now you said that one side of this is the Wrigley Field scoreboard. So what's on the other side? Uh, the other side is the scoreboard from Comiskey Park. Yeah. Uh, now, all right. All right. Now, all right. Uh, by the way, I call it Comiskey, even though it's Guaranteed Rate Field, which is a dumb I name. I still call it Comiskey. It, yeah, it's a dumb yeah. name. Yeah. It, guaranteed Rate, which is just the the most corporate name you could possibly have. And then it also mm -hmm. features, in the logo, it features a red arrow pointing down. Pointing down, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as if it's trying to predict, predict the trajectory of that particular team. Yeah. Can you, Is it obvious that I'm a Cubs fan? <laughs> it is right pretty now. obvious. Okay. Yeah. Um, I might have mentioned it on the sports episode, but uh, yeah, I didn't. I got into sports pretty late. I didn't have like uh, I didn't have like a, a father figure who was a, a diehard fan of either side. So um, I'm I'm more baseball agnostic. I'm just a Chicago fan. I'll root for any Chicago team. It's sorry, might. My dog is making noise. He's under the chair over here. There's like uh, fireworks outside. So, you know, oh. all dogs are scared of fireworks, but my dog is a special kind of coward. <laughs> uh, and like his, I, I don't even, I don't know if you can hear this, but he's, he's got like, he's got like a training collar on. We hired a trainer and she, she had us get him one of those pinch collars that, like, we never would have in a million years gotten for him otherwise. But she's like, don't worry. This is just for training. It doesn't hurt him as much as you think it does. And we're like, okay. We got him one of these pinch collars. She said, like, just leave it on him all the time. If he's ever, if he ever misbehaves, like, give him a little tug. Say no. It's like, it's, it's like a, it's like a mother dog just, like, nipping at his neck. It's, you know, it's punishment that they're you know evolution has conditioned them to withstand they're fine um anyway that's a long-winded way of saying that he has it on right now and it is rubbing against the chair legs so there's just this scraping and scratching that i can hear and i, I assume that maybe you can hear it i didn't hear any scraping or scratching but i do hear some jingling down there i, I knew there was a dog in the room yeah my door is open as you can probably see my wife is out of town 
she is in Iowa. She's in Iowa getting drunk and tubing. So um, fun, fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, I'm I'm here by myself. Well, me and the boys. You and the boys. Yeah. Cool. Oh yeah. So you got the house to yourself tonight, man. This yeah. God knows what kind of weird stuff you're gonna get up to tonight. Um, I'm probably gonna masturbate and eat pizza. So, typical Thursday. You know, when you're married, uh, <laughs> when you're <laughs> when you're married, one, you don't really have to masturbate, and two, well, uh, they they make you feel bad when you eat pizza every day. So, um, yeah, yeah. Well, so okay, so 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 typical college Thursday. Yes, this this okay. was me in college. Cool. Uh, it's all right. It's basically it's it's like I'm going back to college, except that the pizza is definitely going to give me heartburn. Oh yeah, yeah. Unlike yeah, college, definitely. Unlike college, college never gave me heartburn. We're talking about woodworking at some point. Yeah, no, we should we should probably try to circle back to the woodworking, yeah. but you know, I, but I was I was say? slightly. Oh, I don't even remember. Well, <laughs> not important. I, I do. I was only just slightly offended that you um that you had also decided to do the the White Sox scoreboard. <laughs> Although I can't appreciate I can't appreciate appreciate your agnostic agnosticism in baseball. I I will say that I I I feel like when you hang out with me, you're definitely more of a Cubs fan. And I wonder if that's that's kind of you just playing off my enthusiasm for my favorite sports team. Uh, either way, it's fun, you know. I, I think I think that's just me trying to find. I tend to just try to find common ground with the people I'm with. Like, uh, I've got friends who are really into whiskey. Uh, I'm not going to talk to you about whiskey. Right. I'm going to talk to you <laughs> about baseball. And video yes. games and music. Like I, I got, I got uh, friends who are White Sox fans. I'm not going to talk to them about the Cubs. I'm going to talk to you about the Cubs, and then I'll go talk to them about the White Sox. Now, now speaking about talking about the Cubs, this is something I had to bring up because we talked about it a little bit earlier. Well, first of all, it sucks, right? That like now this is this is slightly timely. This will be a little bit topical, but it kind of sucks that like you shared with me the article about Jose Quintana's thumb injury about slicing his hand open while doing the dishes and um how that now every time when you cut your hand doing the dishes or doing yard work or something like that you're going to call it a sports injury and put yourself on injured reserve of course so yeah yeah i think that's that's a good example of <laughs> yeah you know. my uh my my rec league starts up again next week oh there you uh, go which, which i'm very happy about but oh i bet but you know next time i like Next time I sneeze and throw out my neck, I'm definitely going to shoot an, a mass email out and say, "Hey yep. guys, I'm on the disabled list this week." Yep, yep. No, I'm 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 benched this week, you guys. I I you know, had myself an upper body injury, so I um. Yeah, I farted too hard and broke my ankle. I'm sorry. Hey, hey, man. Who among us hasn't been there? I mean, it's funny when you mention sneezing and throwing your back out because, like, it was only two months ago, I think, that I coughed and threw my back out for like two days. Man, that's there. That's a moment right there where you realize that you're getting old. Yeah, getting old's fun, isn't it? It sure is. It sure is. Oh yeah. So, uh, so okay. Despite my obvious bias, right. why don't you go ahead and tell me about the uh, White Sox side of this uh, project of yours? Uh, so the the White Sox side is actually not nearly as far along as the Wrigley Field side, and. If you have any input, I'd love for you to weigh in, despite your obvious bias. Um, <laughs> but I'm I'm modeling it after the current scoreboard. So, you know, it's like a... Um, how do I describe it? It's like a rectangle with a triangle on top of it. It's not... Uh, you know, it's a... It's a I'm actually going to try to look it up right now. A, I'm looking up the picture. What's, what's five sides? A hexagon? Or is that a heptagon? Yeah. Uh, crap. Heptagon is seven. Hexagon yeah. is six. Hexagon is is it six? Octagon's eight. Shit, it's been so long since algebra. Decepticon and also this <laughs> geometry. Yeah. Did you say Decepticon? <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. 
Yeah. Um, that's all right. We'll call it a Decepticon. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's you know like house shaped. It's it's like a house, um, and then it's got the seven like pinwheels on top. Yes. So that's gonna be easy. Uh, I've got all that stuff cut out in wood. What I don't know what I'm gonna do yet is like. I'm gonna I'm gonna use the chalkboard paint to paint the like the sides and the bottom where like the batting lineup will be for each team and then right. the uh the actual scores like the uh what all right you're a baseball like the line nerd score what's 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 the the box score yeah what yeah you call it box yeah score. yeah where like the box score goes you know that is uh you know at at Comiskey they don't have a uh, an old school scoreboard like Wrigley, they have it's just a giant LED screen which is often stylized as an older scoreboard, you know, with the right. green background and then the white font. Well, it's kind of like that second, uh, second big screen they put out in I think it was right field yeah. recently at Wrigley Field where they yeah they will the, stylize it to look like the scoreboard a lot. Yeah, the the Nuveen. Uh, billboard, not billboard. The Nuveen, uh, right? Screen, whatever. Screen, because the Wind Trust one is the one in left field. I think it's God, mm-hmm. man. We gotta go to Wrigley. Yeah, <laughs> it's been too long. I'm forgetting what it looks like. I don't think we can go this year, but yeah, we might be able to get rooftop tickets if we're rich. Yeah, I, I heard about that. I heard about that. Um, yeah, if we're rich, which we're not, but yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. M- maybe next year. Maybe next year when there's no God spoken no like pandemic. a true Cubs fan. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So my problem is that like the for the Comiskey side, since it's an LCD screen, it's not like a fixed layout. Like I, mm-hmm. I kind of decided that you know on each side I'll have the batting orders, and the bottom I'll have the box score. But then there's still this top middle quarter ish of the scoreboard that's usually like they usually display like a picture of whoever's at bat or they'll show like a a replay of the last play or um they'll Hmm. just do like some little highlight reel as a guy's you know walk-up song is playing or something but there's no like fixed static content there that i think is easy to replicate using you know wood paint so right right I don't know. Maybe I just paint the logo in there or something. I don't know. I mean, that's 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 a suggestion. I was going to suggest that, but what I was also going to ask is how how high tech do you want to get? Uh, if you're leaning towards like putting an LCD monitor in there, like cutting yeah. a hole in it, and, and yeah, probably yeah, not like that little, high tech. A little small computer to run it? No, no, you're not into that. Okay. That's fair enough. I've been watching way too many like like eight bit guy and like retro man cave videos lately. Oh yeah. So uh, you know, I, that's always on the back of my mind. I'm like, well, yeah, you could just solder a screen up to a thing or hook a screen up to a Raspberry Pi, and but yeah, <laughs> yeah. But th- I, then you're kind of moving outside of woodworking at that point, and you're just kind of going back to work. Yeah, it's it's definitely not outside my wheelhouse, uh, and I own a Raspberry oh, Pi. I own a Raspberry Pi that's just been sitting around, not really, you know, making itself useful. Just sort of collecting dust. Same. But yeah, I don't know. Um, for something that's primarily going to going to live outside or in my garage, I don't. You know, think I want to, you know, do that. That's probably a good point. I I I would say go with the logo then, and maybe something a yeah. little stylized with the logo. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> maybe I'll ask my wife. She's artsier than I am. Yeah, well, she seems to have a lot of really great ideas for this project. I, you know, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think you should. I think you should talk to her about it. Yeah, I, I keep roping her in to, to help me with things, and uh, she's <laughs> uh, she's really enjoyed it. She likes building things and uh, creating things. She's she's been really into uh, cosplay her oh, whole life. That's that's awesome. Cosplay is an art form in and of itself. It, that it does really not is. get enough credit. It doesn't get enough credit. Yeah, there's a there's an anime convention that uh, has been happening for since before I met her. Um, Asen, Asen, that's the one. Yeah. Um, yep. And uh, it happens every year in Rosemont. Not this year, of course. Yep. Um, right. Naturally. 
But uh, it happens every year in Rosemont. So far, you know, she's almost 30 years old, but she hasn't outgrown it yet. Uh, oh, I hope she doesn't. But she she still, every year, makes a costume and goes with a bunch of her friends, and she'll, like, spend a weekend there. It's uh, She has a lot of fun doing it. and I uh, That's I, excellent. I, I totally support it. So helping me with the scoreboard is really up her alley, um, especially, yeah. like, the painting and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Although I... I'm I'm gonna bust my wife's balls just a little bit here. Uh, sure. She she helped me paint the one of the cornhole boards, the the red one, the home jersey cornhole board. Yeah, right. And um, yep. I use spray paint, and uh, the method that I use for spray painting is I think the common method, which is like like short passes, like just like short little spurts, just. Pssst, pssst, yeah light coats like mini light coats uh that's about how i do it yeah yeah but she just kind of like lays on it and just like real slowly okay just i just punched the mic again um (laughs) every week every week i do this and then i have to edit it out or you do yep um but yeah she'll just time i left it in (laughs) but she'll do like like the heavy splotchy coats and i'm like yeah great great job hon so um, I, I guess that was my question. Is it does it show? Is there like drips and stuff like that when she does it? Uh, not drips, but because it's pretty flat. Um, okay. You know it's it's not completely horizontal, but it's it's horizontal enough that it's not dripping everywhere. And she's not putting sure. it on so thick that it's running. But there are some there's some splotchy parts. It's like all sure. things considered, it's not bad. Uh, and, right. Yeah. Uh, I I actually tried going over it later and trying to fix it myself, and even I made it kind of splotchy. So right. I can't blame her too much. I probably should have no. just rolled the paint on. That I was thinking that I was thinking that that something like that would have been good. For, see, I I um handful of years ago. Yeah. I was driving around um, mm-hmm. my town, and I found like a wooden table, like a round wooden table was looked like the perfect size to be a coffee table in my house. Yeah. So we stopped and it was out in the garbage and it said for free. So we stopped and we took it mm-hmm. and, um, sanded it down and it got, got it looking real good, sanded down and everything. We decided we were going to paint it and we did spray paint and it came out looking really good, but I'll say that like kind of, over time, the more I've thought about how I would do that project differently, I probably would have wanted to roll the paint on there. Yeah. Because um, I have a, I have a problem. My problem with spray paint is that, like, I'm impatient when yeah. it comes to paint. And so with spray paint, I want to do what kind of what you were describing with your wife. Like, I want to just get in there and I want to get as much paint on there as I can. And mm-hmm. then I usually come back the next day and I see all the splotches and stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm going to have to sand that down. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it's spray paint is tough. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, it's it's hard to get a even coverage and 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 also not get just so utterly bored with it. But <laughs> yeah, it's it's great for like model kits and things with like a high level of detail where you can't just put a brush or a roller in there easily. Right. Right. But, uh, but uh, yeah. for for a large flat surface like a cornhole board, I, I am I really am wishing that I had just gone with like just some some roll on paint. Just yeah, because uh, well, that's yeah, that is something that now you can carry forward though into future projects. You know, exactly. you had mentioned before this is all a learning process for you. Hundred um, percent. And I've always appreciated that like you you're the type of guy that. It seems like, especially more and more, the older you get, it seems like you're more and more willing to go out and do or learn or try something new. Like, you've started playing hockey, you're getting into woodworking now, and all these things that I never would have expected you would have done back when we were kids. Dude, me neither. And I think that's, and I think that's actually kind of awesome. I, I think it's really cool that, like, you, you to me are living proof that even as adults, we can, can still continue to learn Mm-hmm. and grow and and discover who we are i think that's pretty pretty damn cool oh well thank you i appreciate that so tell me you might have to edit out a fart <laughs> don't uh, don't break your ankle 
shit. Now that has to be in the podcast. <laughs> um, okay, so you, you, you mentioned the table to me earlier. It sounds like there were chairs yes. also, yes? There were. The chairs came from an auction. Okay. And uh, in terms of woodworking, not a lot got done there. And honestly, I didn't do most of the work for this, but it still came out looking really good. And that was just, um, that was the first time I had ever messed around with stain. I'd never stained wood before that. Okay. And um, I kept getting worried that I wasn't putting enough on there because I would put a coat on there and it would dry and it wouldn't look much darker than it did before. And and that was kind of what I learned there with the stain is that it was kind of a it's more of a process that you just kind of continue to build it up until you get you kind do of, a lot of layers I'm looking at it right now you do a lot of layers until you get to the kind of color you want this well shit uh, yeah you won't be able to see them i'll send you pictures later of the chairs um, okay the uh the 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 stain though it was interesting i liked doing it though and i really i'm looking at the chairs now and i really like the way that the stain looks on wood okay so that that has been one thing that like I kind of wanna, as I continue, if I wind up with more kind of woodworking type projects like that, I think stain is something I want to kind of start to work into my arsenal a little bit. See, I'm glad that you mentioned the staining and how you have to keep applying it until you get the shade that you want, because yeah. I was um for the for the scoreboard I built the base myself. It's like. Mm -hmm. It's like T-shaped almost. Um, it's like like wide on the bottom, narrow on the top. It's made completely out of two by fours. I put some casters on it so it rolls. Yeah. Um, I uh, I used some nails that were too long. I used some <laughs> some bolts that were too long. Again, yep. lessons that you learn. Actually, that it's not that I put them in and I was like, oh, these are too long. It's that I went to the store, I bought nails, I brought them home, and I said these are gonna be too long. But I don't feel like going back to the store. Yep. So, <laughs> so I'm using these. Yep. Anyway, the fuck was I talking? Oh yeah, uh, I was thinking about staining the base of the scoreboard because. Okay. I don't know, like the all all the work that I am putting into the actual scoreboards, it probably doesn't quite align with just the plain unfinished wood appearance, and. There's there's actually like while while I'm on that I actually kind of wanted to throw a couple of more a couple additional um little details in there too. Like obviously a big part of uh, an iconic element of Wrigley Field is the ivy. So I thought that yes. you know you can you can go to some craft store oh. and you can get like fake ivy and maybe I just hang some of that beneath the scoreboard. I that sounds like a great idea. My suggestion there, if you're going to do that, I don't know exactly how much surface you have to work with, but if you're going to hang some fake ivy off of that, which I think is a wonderful idea, okay, I think that you should consider painting a red brick pattern under it. I like that. Yeah, you want to make that well, You want to make it look like the like the outs like the outfield wall. Yeah, I think you should go all the way out and put some red brick out, or you know. Paint some red brick on there and then hang the ivy over it. I think that would be a really cool touch. Yeah, I like that idea a lot. I uh, I have some extra plywood, so there's like, it's the base I have is like it's like a frame. It's not uh, like like filled in or anything. Um, but I I have some extra plywood, so I've I've at least got enough that I could you know put a a wall area beneath it. Enough to look like bricks. Yeah, I, I think that would be a pretty cool touch, uh, personally. And and again, as somebody who absolutely loves Wrigley Field, I mean that 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 would be a really cool touch. Just as a, as a you know. Yeah, that's that's a great no idea. Secret, Wrigley is probably my favorite place in Chicago. <laughs> I mean, shit, and I can't, so, yeah, I can't really blame you. It's it's iconic. It's the second oldest ballpark in baseball. It is. It is. And I, I do want to go visit Fenway one of these days. I like the Red Sox, but I, I really actually, I love Fenway Park. It's so cool. Yeah. And I, I definitely want to go there one of these days. Okay. It, 
All right. If I ask you this next question, we're definitely not going to have time to get to your thing of the week. Uh, and well, yeah, that's all right. It's already <laughs> we're already fifty minutes into this. So yeah, we sure right. are. Wow, that went by quick. Yeah, they always do. They um, do. That's that's a good thing. Okay, so my question for you is, how about them Astros? Jesus, I haven't thought about the Astros all summer. This was supposed um, to be the season when like pitchers were hitting Astros batters like yeah, every yeah. at bat and people were booing from every stadium. And, oh yeah. Uh by the time we actually get to do that, it's gonna like people have forgotten. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that the Astros have probably got off a little lucky on that one. Because mm-hmm. I do think that like is all right, they're, they're supposed to be playing a 60-game season this year. Yeah. Which I honestly, my personal opinion on that is I'm 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 really excited that there's going to be baseball this year. Yeah. But they should be, this should be an exhibition season. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it's necessarily fair to have a World Series winner after 60 games, but yeah, that's beside the point. But I know a lot of people who feel the same way. I'm, I'm glad I'm not, I'm not, I'm glad I'm not alone on that one. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's obvious that like we're not of on with these sixty games this year. There's not going to be fans at the park. No, I don't think uh, so. So there's not going to be a lot of opportunities for the fans to boo and for for all of that. And I I kind of think that, yeah, I think that the Astros are kind of going to be able to skate past this one. And I, I if I'm being honest with you, I was kind of looking forward to seeing all of that. I was kind of <laughs> looking forward to seeing some some hitters get beamed. I know that's probably unfair, but you know, I am what I am, and I don't apologize for it. So, yeah, I, I simultaneously recognize that it's kind of a mean-spirited thing to think, but sure. I also, I also was kind of looking forward to it as well. Yeah, I want to. I'll say this, you know, the reason I became a baseball fan at all mm-hmm. was because I was a kid in the late 90s and i watched that epic whoa jesus what was Did that you hear that yeah it was a fucking mortar wow. neighbors got mortar shells anyway jesus in the late 1990s in in baseball you know the the at the time what i felt to be an epic home run battle between you know sammy and mcguire and barry bonds was in there too and as i got older and i learned what was actually going on during that period of time. I was heartbroken. I really was. It was surprising to me that I came back to baseball after that because I, they were, they were cheating. They cheated those guys. The Astros also cheated. And I, I do kind of hate that. Like, you know, part of the, I think part of the reason we like sports is because while the outcome doesn't matter, we get to pretend that it does. And when that outcome is tainted, that kind of, it almost feels like it takes away from our victories and it takes away from the specialness of what a, what a win, how good a win feels, you know? And like, it would be, I, I, God, I feel bad for Astros fans really more than anything, because like, if I found out that my team had done something like that, I'd be devastated. I really would be. Cause I wouldn't know what to do. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't want to stop watching my favorite team, but at the same time, I'd also be like, well, how can I trust them? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so the Astros fans are the ones that I really feel bad for. Yeah. I I don't know a lot of Astros fans personally, but, you know, I frequent... Neither do I. I frequent the baseball subreddit, and yeah, I I feel like the people... Just anecdotally speaking, I feel like the people who are hardest on the Astros are Astros fans. I, you know what? I can understand that though. I can understand mm-hmm. that. Um, it feels like a betrayal. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly, exactly. I, um, I hope that the fans can have a little bit of redemption because I don't have personally anything against the Astros as a baseball team outside of the the cheating. I don't actually have anything against the Astros. Um, and I especially don't have anything against their fans. Um, and, and I hope that there's some kind of peace to be found there for them because I know how magical it is to have a favorite team. 
We all do, right? You know how magical it is to have a favorite team. You're wearing your Blackhawks hat now. You've been the biggest Blackhawks fan I've known for years now. Um, and to be able to have that kind of sense of community and that sort of sense of positivity is, is, a, is a really, really good thing, I think. And I think it's something that gets underrated, especially by us nerds a lot. And so I, I do hope that the Astros fans can, can get some resolution out of this and, and start to feel good about being Astros fans again. Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine if, like, uh, like I mean, the, the Hawks won three in six years, so they're maybe not the best analog, but, like, the, the, the Cubs won a pretty special World Series a couple of years ago, and I, I couldn't imagine, what, like, if it came out that, like, they were they were taking PEDs or they were using like cameras and stealing signs or something like that. And like something that just really invalidated that. And I don't know, it's, it's even a tough comparison to make with the Cubs because that world series was so much, I would say probably even more special than, uh, than any other world series win in recent history because of the drought. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Even 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 outside of my perspective as a Cubs fan, it's clear that that game was incredible. That whole series was incredibly important and historical. Yeah. Historic or historical? I can never remember which one is which. I think they're Yeah, I don't know. You're asking eh, I don't know. I don't know. You're asking the wrong guy. Oh yeah. No, but that would be that would be devastating to learn that, so. You know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. Thank you everybody for listening. You can find us every week with a new episode on Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, and Copy RSS. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. See ya. Oh, God damn oh. it.